All right, welcome to a new episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. Super excited for this episode because this is going to be a full circle episode. We're bringing someone back on, which was our very first guest on the show. If you haven't seen our very first episode after today's episode, you're going to want to watch it. Let's go ahead and bring in the one and only our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. What's up, Dan? What's happening? Glad to be here. I can't believe it's been three years since we had this guest on. I didn't tell him who it is just as of yet, but uh, dude, we've we've interviewed what almost two hundred people now, dude. Oh man, we need that banner that says "Breaking News." <laughs> Breaking news! I know, I love that. We got to get that. We got to get that. So we're gonna go ahead and be back here in a quick second to go ahead and uh, tell you who our guest is. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after commercial. Welcome to a new episode of Real Estate First Technology, your number one resource to get the inside scoop from top performing real estate professionals. How are they growing their business, utilizing technology in today's market? Hear also from top performing coaches that can help and serve you in your real estate business and also technology providers. Let's go deeper with these technology providers to ask them how they got where they're at today and how maybe their services could better serve your real estate business. A big shout out to Liftoff Agent for sponsoring our podcast. Go ahead and go to liftoffagent.com to learn about their marketing and positioning services to help scale your real estate business. If you haven't already done so, like the episode, subscribe. We want you to comment on YouTube what you learned from the episode and give us a review if you're going to be listening and streaming this podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and enjoy this week's podcast of Real Estate First Technology. All right. Welcome back, Dan. Should we bring him in? Bring them one and only. The one and only Mr. Kenny Fast. What's up, man? Welcome back to the show three years later in the making. And uh, I heard you guys are dealing with a bunch of water over there. Uh, it looks like an empty office today for you. Yeah, pretty empty. Yeah, like two people in the office. We're doing like level five storm, worst one we've seen in a while, but no, no one's hurt, at least that I know. So it's yeah. like, it's like, what's up, California, man? You go from like, no water, we need some water, this drought situation to like so much water. I'm seeing people on TikTok out there pulling the, <laughs> each other on, on freaking on boats or whatever the hell Dude, they were yeah. getting pulled on. Yeah, that's freaking awesome, dude. Well, Everyone who's tuning in today, we appreciate your time. Be sure to check out Kenny Fasses. He was a very first, and we, we appreciate you, Kenny, for being the first guest on Real Estate First Technology. And this is before Team Fast, and you're going through the transition. Um, and I see the high note hat there for Dan. And uh, there's a backstory there with High Note and Mark Chewy and Kenny and, um, and the brokerage you used to be at. So if you want to get the backstory on Kenny's story, watch episode one. And today we want to get caught up in the last past three years as now, I mean, you have, I think, the number one team, number one EXP team in the Bay Area with like 350 agents now, Kenny? Yeah, we, were, well, we ranked number one last year um, worldwide for EXP. And wow. I'm pretty, I'm, I mean, our sales are up 10% this year. It's, I mean, it's, it's been a huge, a lot of work this year to make that happen. Um, but we're at around 355-ish team members, um, onboarding usually about 25 at a time. Wow. Now, I'm just curious, and, and I'm sure some viewers and listeners out there as well, was this like premeditated? Did you like put a vision board and you're like 350 no. agents? Or like, <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Not this scale. I mean, that, I just looked, I think our, our, our interview, first one was maybe September 2019. Is that correct? Yep. yep. Yeah. So I remember... That's that couldn't have been more than like two, two or three months after the Tom Ferry conference, you know, the success summit. I thought I think those are usually in August. Um, that I, I still have my book at home. But I wrote in my, you know, my big hairy goal was um, 30 team members at 200 million. Because that that year, uh, 2019, we ended up 
wrapping up that year with about $56 million in sales at 88 um, transactions with a team of, by September, I probably had a team like seven, but I was working with other people in the office. Uh, end of the year, we had 10. So going from 10 to, technically, we've actually recruited over 500 team members, but right now we're at 350-ish. But going from 10 to what we have right now is not was not even something we were considering doing at that time. <laughs> that, that's amazing. And yeah. like, that's awesome. And I'm just kind of curious, and of course, Dan, you can chime in as well. I'm just curious about like, when someone thinks about 350 agents and that magnitude and scale of a business, I could see, and even for myself, I remember back in the day, yeah. we started, like that could be kind of scary or some people could think like, oh, I can never do that. But like, now that you've done it, like how does that kind of the day to day and like doing what you're doing, is it as scary as it, as it maybe have sounded? It, um, it is. I mean, honestly, with this year, it's been really tough for us. Um, our sales are up 10%, but my revenue is down 15 I just got, we gave better splits at the end of the year. And it's, it's like, last year was more profitable than this year, but this year I'm forecasting it to be pretty good. It's, you know, I, I think it's, just, it's a whole different experience. Cause in a while, a couple of years ago, what, what makes a team a team and what we have mega team we're now like, we're, we're pretty much at the brokerage level. Like, you know, we're running a thing on the ESP platform. Um, when you're, when you're running a team, typically you're in production. So, you know, you're, you're out there grinding it out face to face. I still did 60s on contract. I still did 60 transactions last year. So I didn't really fully get out. So you know, most of my people are handling my handling my stuff where I'm doing like 10, 10 20% of the work or less. Uh, this year I've done six transactions. The difference is when you're in in within the you know production, it all a lot of it falls on you. You're the rainmaker, you're the lead generator, all that. And then there's just only so much you can do. And running a team of this size is actually a lot more fun and exciting. Um, this down market sucks. I mean, I, we're up, but it just it sucks. Uh, but what I really like is is really cleaning out the industry a lot of like it's really hurting a lot of brokers and whoever can survive and really push forward is going to thrive so running a team at this scale is a lot more fun because you know every day I, I think about how i can add more value to my team members like hey who do we hire what what do we do what resource can we add like just in the last month and a half i mean we do so many things but just in the last month and a half example we set up a couple of content rooms we set up a full-on studio uh, podcast room, you know, professional light. All you, you go in there, you press a button, and records. Maybe you've seen some of our holiday stuff. Wow. Um, Instagram, the fast agents, and then we painted like we had another location. We painted like six or seven of the rooms, all different colors. Uh, we hired our second and third video editor. So now we're pushing out at least a couple weeks ago. We were pushing out about 30, 40 reels a week, but now we're aiming to do a hundred a week. So we're constantly adding people and adding resources. So it's fun. It's kind of like um, I mean, you're just building and building. You go to a conference, you hear something cool. You hear, you see someone. On a on a chat like this, you hear you hear something cool. Hey, I want to do that. So like at this scale, with the amount of volume you know we're doing, uh, our GCI last year and this year is around team GCI, not my GCI, is around 15 million. So there's a lot to play around with. So we can try a lot of different experiments, different things. You can't do that when you're on a very small level and when you're in in the transactions. So you can't you know take it from bird's eye view, trying different things. And there's a lot of great ideas that like at even a couple years ago, like I don't. I'm pretty bad at client appreciation parties. I've had some and bad turnout. I'm, I'm more of a lead generator. Uh, but hey, you should do this. You should do a client appreciation party. You should do, uh, I've never done a community event at any scale, but this year we probably had like 20 different events, stock drive, toy drives, don clothing, donation, that kind of stuff. So it was really cool to get these really great ideas that they aren't like that innovative by any means, but you hear other people do it and you see how they do it. They give you a checklist on how to do it, get Santa in the office and you know do this. And then we, we had the agents do it. So it was really cool to watch all these like, great ideas and what we built is kind of like innovation lab kind of at climb i think at climb we actually not not at climb real estate with mark Choi, founder of high note we actually had a department called climb uh climb labs 
so, so we test a lot of new tools and new ideas and we kind of blogged about it but here like i get to actually see it like be a little, little bit hands-on on it get my agents to do certain things i hear are cool and then when i see the results it's really really um awesome because those things like i'm not as interested in or I, I just wouldn't be able to scale and to see 10 15 20 people execute an idea at that very high level is really cool to watch it's uh <laughs> It, one thing Kenny probably doesn't know this, but I I've literally I'm taking your model and doing it here in Oregon and and trying to implement that the same thing at scale is like you're just like the king of implementation. You have the idea, but you're not afraid to do it. And I think so yeah. many team leaders just stand behind the fence and they're like, should we do this? Should we not? And that that hesitation you don't have. You're like, yeah, well, I mean, things cost money. It takes time, right? But then we didn't build this monster thing taking it slow. I mean, that's, you know, I would start a fast agent brand and team fast and fast real estate. So like, I will go to the conference and hear something cool, but I, I've learned now how to like work my team. Like, Hey, this looks really cool. We should do this quarter two next year. Like I've been wanting a swag shop for over a year now. That's not on the radar right now until at least Q3 this year. Um, yeah. There's a lot of projects we want and like, we, we would, we would love to get a, um, a TV show going like, you know, like um, a camera person to follow us around to kind of create uh, Veronica Figueroa had a really cool, like in that video. And then I, I'm not really into like, I don't, I haven't watched more than like one episode of like selling sunset, selling sunset or, I mean, I, I, I respect, huge respect for million dollar listing and all those guys. I watched it very early on. I have not seen an episode in the last seven seasons, but re recently I watched like buying Beverly Hills with the agency. I was like, okay, this is really cool. Mm. People are not creating drama just for the sake of being drama. They're showcasing their own agents. They're just showing real stuff. I was like, why don't we do it? Uh, and now sort of like with retention, we're trying to create exclusivity. So like how do we build such a big, company but have not have everyone leave and go solo which we're dealing with a lot with this year so we want our own tv show but that's probably not to q2 probably q3 this year because we have like 350 agents i'm sure there's a lot of cool footage we can go around and shoot at different conferences and film and create you know create content for them so you know we, we hear ideas but we always bring it back to okay what, what do you guys think of this should we do it now should we do it later it's otherwise i think people get bogged down or get like they over I, I i've done it too i'm still doing this today like overwhelm the team like hey you're bringing on too many ideas and because for me it's just like hey i want to do this i'll do this go figure it out <laughs> all of a sudden and then the, the struggle with doing something like that at the scales like they don't know what which is a priority so i learned like okay this is not that important hey when you have time the, the marketing mm. team hey look at this if this if you have nothing to do then look at this hey please do this now so like a lot of that happens and at any given time we probably i think it's like I'll, i can I sat down on Instagram. I have like 15 projects going on right now at different stages. I don't, I can't recall what it is right now. I just know we have things <laughs> in motion. <laughs> it's there's an, there's an element of success before I tap back over to Norm is that the, that personality trait is what makes you successful, right? My wife says it all the time. She's like, I don't know how you operate in so many buckets, <laughs> right? And um, it's the tool structure, right? It's putting it on monday.com. It's making mm -hmm. sure to prioritize calendar your time. And I think, uh, What's yeah, we don't even have a marketing board. We tried this whole Monday.com for marketing and realized no one's touched it. So the projects are like all up in the air somewhere, but they have threads on Slack. And then we yeah, just yeah. get to it when we get to it. You know, there's like, there's, yeah. So that that's worked really well. Like one really cool thing we're super excited about right now is this podcast room, but we're, we're doing the talking heads, like I mentioned earlier. But what we've done like in like maybe three or four months ago Elias, my partner in crime, he's our director of sales and coaching. He does coaching calls three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8.30, 9.30. Typically over 100 people show up. So those calls, they get really vulnerable, intimate, really deep on different things. Um, what we've done like a couple months ago was like extract usually a couple good speakers to talking heads, like the whole horizontal format. 
Um, yeah. And some it's mostly horizontal format, and then we'll plug them into YouTube. We have th three, three YouTube channels, uh, and then have that. But now, like, hey, now we just hired a second, third editor. Why don't we do this? Why don't we go back and dig through the hundreds of videos we have, and then extract mm. certain things from it, and then create that, and then hand it off to the agent. So now they have all the content that they don't even need to make an effort to do. So one thing where our company's done really well is make it like things with little friction as possible. And then now once we set this room, our uh, producer guy is going to set it up and he'll do the interviews because he's, he's gotten really uh, close and intimate with a lot of the agents. I mean, it's been like people are crying on the videos that like when they get really passionate about certain things. So every month we do agent spotlight videos. So he has a really good skill set with that. So whether wow. we just sit them down and they interview and then we can get, get like the whole point is just creating the content for the agents. So they don't have to figure out and, you know, most agents don't know they, they should be making calls. They shouldn't be like trying to do all this like media stuff. Yep. Yep. I, I love that. And for the viewers and listeners out there, like if you're looking to scale and grow, this is definitely something you should be taking some notes on. Kenny, uh, all, all his links are down below. So follow him, check out what he's doing. And I know it's funny you brought this up, Dan, and I was going to say the same thing. Talk about great minds think alike. You know, Dan's doing the same thing. He's building, you know, now on the real side over in his market in Oregon, the same type of thing. So it's pretty awesome. So if anyone who's watching or listening, follow Dan too, as Dan then scales and grows what he's doing with the exit agent. And just, you could watch everyone here flourish, which is super cool, Kenny. Cause yeah, you definitely implement fast and it's in your logo. It's in your branding, which is awesome. And I think the TV show idea is really cool and definitely something different. And I can imagine like, Let's touch a little bit on that, like retention. Like, how do you, I mean, I know you're talking about the TV show thing, but a lot of agents like want their own branding, wants to do their own thing. And I know that with the team that you have, there's, there's, there's things you can offer that a solo agent can't receive on their own. So yeah. people out there thinking, Hey, join a large team, start their own or, you know, Hey, stay on team fast. Like what's some of your thoughts? I mean, retention, something we literally talk about every single day, like, to give you some numbers, we uh, we started at ESP in January, th less than three years ago, technically. I moved over January 26th. We started with like 12 agents when we landed here. We recruited two in January. By the following January, we had like 80-ish agents. We started last January with 220 agents. Right now, we're at 355 with adding. So it went from like 80 to 220, 350. Retention, wow. um, you know, I follow a lot of Chet Black stuff. About 35, you should expect 35% of agents to leave you. We looked at the numbers this year and actually it was very true. I think we held on to, um, cause we, we actually tracked like when they came on the all the numbers. So like from our original, from our 220 from last year, um, we, we still have 130 of those agents. So technically, um, 90 divided by 220. Yeah. We have 40% of agents leave us and this has been a tough year for us. And this year going from 220 to, 355 ish is a net gain of like 135. Uh, but really, we recruited like 290, almost 300 agents. So this year, we lost like 160 team members. It's insane. Um, wow. Because statistically, I read saw someone pretty high up post that like 80 ish percent of agents who got licensed in 2021, 2022 are not renewing their licenses. We're, yeah. I mean, I'm signing. Yeah. I signed 25, 30, 20 to 25, no, new team member agreements a month. And I'll sign like, 15 20 off so i signed like 50 agreements off so we're watching this flow a lot of the new agents just can't just can't survive in this market a lot of people were looking for a quick buck and then they're just literally not just not renewing their licenses so it's hard so retention has been a huge you know something we, we worry about quite a bit and then the only way we do that is like you gotta get people plugged in and get them to do activities you gotta get that's why this whole creating this like content thing is so important because you gotta get them leads last even early last year we were we were the first zillow flex team in the bay area 
Uh, mm-hmm. Not South Bay. My friend Brett Jennings at San Jose had it first, but we're still second in the entire Bay Area. We're like here. Um, we got we killed on Zillow Flex years ago. We did ninety nine million. Uh, we and then last, wow. this past year we just did like eighty five or on eighty eight million. So pretty good. But we made a decision early last year to like not recruit at all the Zillow Flex. We didn't bring up in any recruiting meetings. We said we don't have it because we were at risk of losing account. Everyone's at risk of losing account. Like we're not diving into all that right now. But um, <laughs> we that year we were able to recruit very heavily to Zillow. But yeah. last year we were all in like content. So you got a retention. You also got to keep changing the messaging of your company. And mm-hmm. most of our best recruiters come through events and social media and, you know, using people as um, the best recruiters on team are most like social butterfly. They're creating content. So it's just naturally um, people want to be like them, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're not, if you want to be a recruiter at real or HP or not, you got to produce something. You can't just go out and recruit because no one wants to be like you. If you can't sell real estate, why would I want to reach out to you? Help teach me how to sell real estate. So we built this company where like we're, we're way, way different than any company. Can we kind of look at the market too, you know, our average age of agents is well, like mid, under 30 for sure. Like yeah. I'm 38. I'm actually one of like probably the top 20% of Asians, right? Which is crazy. You think about like real estate and then most realtors are, you know, average nationally is probably like in their 60s and locally, I would say at least high 50, 60s. So we're just a way different breed of agents. So we, we've had a hard time recruiting uh, way more experienced agents. Like I think like even last year, average tenure on the team of experience must have been less than two years. So we're wow. like, we get all, we're getting all the fresh faces here. Wow. That's interesting. So question for you with EXP, because I know there's the EXP brand, you have Team Fast. And if someone wants to join Team Fast, yeah. what's your thoughts on like that co-branding element? What does that look like? Do you like them to just rock the Team Fast brand, kind of keep it simple? <laughs> we would or- like them to rock it, but we, we give them the option um, and no restrictions to brand themselves. So a lot of our top right. agents don't even use our brand. Um, like on their marketing, their flyers, their colors. A lot of agents have their own unique colors. But in like the hashtag, that's kind of built by design. And the hashtag, they'll shout us out or, hey, thank you, Team Fast, Fast Real Estate, but they'll have their own thing. And then like we have these sold, we have these like sign writers. I don't have them on here, but it says sold fast on it. Some agents have like used that, but in their color scheme or put a logo inside the mm-hmm. O or something like that. So there's a blend, there's a huge um, synergy for a lot of agents. And there's a lot of clout with our brand because we're, pretty well known is really good for like re- recruiting because our, our brand, like we, we didn't build this brand to be a- agent, uh, sorry, consumer facing from the beginning. It's always been a agent to agent brand. So think of more like side side real estate is killing it. You know, like we're really here to work with agents, kind of realty one group, no one, no buyers out there. Sorry, no seller or buyers out there really looking for to work with realty one group to sell their home. <laughs> In fact, if you go to their website, the website and that we're actually rebuilding hey, with you guys, the five agents, to rebuild our website more geared towards like the agents, right? And then we have fast real, so we have fastrealestate.com. That's consumer facing. It's on my local platform, the IDX feeds and all that community and city stuff. But then the fastagents.com website is going to be built like for like agent facing website. And all the email addresses for my team members are all at fast agents. So literally, it's built into our thing to like talk Ooh. to agents. So no one, I don't think consumers are out there looking to work with fast real estate as a company to sell buyer home. Not like a Sotheby's or a compass and then we, we we didn't build like that especially we're scrappy right we came from 10 agents who are we we're just new new thing we, we don't have billions of dollar backing or that type of market share visibility in the market wow but you're, but you're you're putting up a battle and and to see you at the very top <laughs> we're, just, we're just online yelling at people yelling at the internet like look at us <laughs> no it's uh i i remember when uh i remember when the park benches came out i remember driving in downtown oakland and i was like yeah 
sorry, who <laughs> is this guy? And uh, and then like it made me get on the internet, right? And maybe yeah. look look you up. And then that got you know Inman's attention, and uh, you just kept you kept rolling with it. And I think that the the moral that I wanted to bring up with this entire story is that Kenny is a master marketer, and even though the brand is not designed to be con- consumer facing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been able to recruit one of the biggest teams at EXP. You've also been able to take market share in so many different markets. You have literally these, these sub offices in all the different Bay Area cities, and you're still doing it on a cloud based brokerages platform, which yeah. is just amazing. The office thing is crazy. We, we, spent, we spent half a million dollars on offices this year because I've opened <laughs> five offices, and that, that's really that's why it's been a tough year for us because we went to the market. <laughs> we we opened like four retail offices and I'm actually like trying to lease out one right now, but uh, I, I had the contract in hand to like drop a location because it's not getting usage. Um, we're from home is real. I mean, it's been, but we, we, we audited our team last, last year and we audited our team again this past year, this January, last year. So I haven't done a year. I need to, um, but roughly 40, 45, 45% of agents are in office at least once a week. It's mm. actually dropped now. So for me to spend a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars on rent, it's pretty crazy, but now, you know, we're, we're building this thing out where we're, we're kind of like in the stabilization phase. You know, I don't know, just like five steps, staircase kind of growth. We, yeah. It sounds crazy, but this year when I'm looking to recruit 500 agents, for us, like we have the system already. Like two years ago, we were recruiting three, four agents a month. And now I started like, I don't know, one, two agents a month. And then it was like 10 to 11 was normal. And last year was about 20, 25. Like, so that's wow. normal for us this year. I mean, we recruited six agents yesterday. So this year we're trying to recruit probably at least 40 agents a month. And that's our norm. It sounds crazy, but we have the sure. systems in place, but we're not looking at any more locations this year. We're not really looking to hire any staff this year other than virtual assistants. So like this, this year is really about like being more strategic where our locations um, mm-hmm. deeper, not wider. Can we just, I mean, I had a post a lot about CEOs yesterday. I got to be a whole different person now thinking like a lot of these companies like Pelton, uh, Starbucks, Disney, EXP, real. They have new leaders, side leaders, just announced yesterday. Like they had these new presidents or CEOs or leaders in place. Because in the last market, the last few years, it was about like who can, who was the biggest streamer, who had the cool ideas, we have the money, let's go, let's let's grow, take a market share. But now, like everyone's hurting, you gotta really, really look at what's going on. Like we wait, we easily. I looked at my numbers. We easily wasted like hundred something grand last year on stuff that we really gave the shot. I mean, I get examples like we we installed intercom to try to build an FAQ thing on our website. We have Slack and we have our mentor. We try to build this FAQ, like kind of like what I think CSU or Followboss has in their back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used it for like three months and like it never got integrated because we were, it was too messy. And then we had this train library that was like $7,000 out the door. And then we did remarketing. And so like a lot of the stuff we were looking at last year, we're not doing more. So we're going to do way less stuff this year, but more, more of like whatever works. Like, so this year has been like all, more like strategy. Last year, I was like, okay, let's throw our ideas and see what sticks if something works. And that, I mean, that's literally how we recruited 300 agents. But this year, we want to spend way less money and recruit 500 agents. It's, wow. yeah, it's the last thing I'll say is that you have a vision. Like, you know how there's like short-term thinkers and then there's long-term thinkers, but yeah. with young agents, like you have to, you have to train them and then you got to get them to buy in and, and then they believe yeah. in the system. But you're, if this all goes well, you're going to have, even if it was a hundred agents that stay yeah. on and start producing at the level they should be, that investment that you're putting in and trial and error and testing and implementation, mm-hmm. yeah. as they become more sophisticated as agents, you're going to produce way more profit for them. Yeah, our, our agents two years ago on average is seven deals a year. And if you guys don't know how to measure 
prop, uh, agent productivity. You take the number of agents you have each month. You divide by 12. You take your deals. You divide by 12. And there you go. Like, so last, last year, we did seven deals. And last year, we did five deals. That 40% is really like real. And you know, we're losing a bunch of agents. But I'm looking at it right now. If we have an average, right now we have 350, right? We're expecting to lose some. But in the next year, I would like to get 600 agents. I'd be honestly really happy with like 500, which is, hmm. right? I mean, that's, there's no way we can't get that much just based on what we've done this year. But again, people are losing their licenses. Uh, but we average five deals an agent next year. We're already like, at the bottom. Of it. There's might be some more dip to us. But if I have an average of 400 agents on the team and everyone does five deals, we do 2,000 deals. And that's $1.4 wow. billion dollars in sales volume. You know, ideally, we have more, but I'm being conservative. That's our number to hit next year's 2,000. And we have an extra 100 agents, hopefully, for that spread. And then we don't have to buy, get any more offices. We don't really have hired that much more help. We're going to be very mm -hmm. heavy on virtual assistants. I think we have like 14 virtual assistants right now um, operating the company. Wow. That's amazing. So it sounds like you had so much money. You're expanding, building the team, building the offices. Everyone was listening out there. And then now because of what's happening in the marketplace, it's making you be more analytical and like look yeah. at your, your P&L, see what's working, see what's not working, closing up some offices. Because, yeah, it doesn't seem conducive. Yeah, we haven't closed one office before other than co-working, but we're now like looking at our – can we look at uh, agent productivity per office? And some of the like expansion market we look into hasn't worked. Like there was stretch – you know, like, I mean, when, when things are working, you're hiring, hiring, hiring. Like, okay, everything's all good. You don't see any end in sight, right? Because we're bringing on this many. We still are bringing in and they're just not producing. So yeah. we can only control what we can control. And that's growth on the agent count. And then we, we have the system place for them to grow. It's just a gap in the market with, you know, things mm. going from two, week, two weeks inventory to now two months in my market on average. Like everything's 60 day, 55 days and plus. It's, it's probably going to even stretch out. So there's a gap where no one's doing anything. So you just got to, you really got to, believe in the vision and what you're doing. And for us, it's less of a vision because all the vision has been executed already. We've done it. It's worked. And then now it's like, okay, now what things like we just cut back, we'll wait it out. We'll, you can't make your, can make a buyer seller acting that much faster. Right. And then our agents just need to do more activities. And I'm really proud of that like, and I brought up a team meeting that um, looking at the new agents that just came on board, we have these like, new kids in a lot. We have a set of like six or seven agents here in the office every day. They're crushing it. They're like, they're, Dude, they're creating like so much content. It's kind of overwhelming, but they're, <laughs> they're door knocking more in the, I, I, I would say a month concert, like really more, it's more like week to be honest, but they're door knocking more in a month. They're doing more open houses. They, they do open houses on freaking New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve and uh, New Year's Day. Like they're wow. out there. They're door knocking. They're doing open houses. They're creating a ton of content. They're hungry late 6 to 7 p.m. here. I worked to, with 9 p.m. with a group of agents here last week. I have not even went through a contract with any agent before. I didn't know how to read the contract. I haven't read the contract in like two years, a new one. So I, I walked them through a contract and they got an offer accepted the next day. It was pretty exciting. But there's agents that are now here doing more activities in one month than like even my own team, my own team members. I tell, call them out on it. Like you guys were with us two years ago. You guys were leading edge. These new agents are doing more than you are like 10x action base. So it's a Ooh. whole new breed of agents. And the reason we're growing so fast is when people see fast real estate, they see these agents, they're our avatar, right? That's like, oh, yes. well, if I join, if I join Kenny's team, I guess that's what I have to do. They don't, we don't tell them any, we don't tell them any better. Yeah. But realistically, like, you know, 70% agents aren't doing that much. They're at home. Mm -hmm. you know, and then also a lot of, a lot of my, um, they're coupled out, a lot, a lot of babies are happy. A lot of babies are being born last year. So like, but the new breed, the agents just don't know any better. You just yeah. don't know what to do and they just do it. They don't even ask like why or why it wouldn't work. And that's what I've seen. And I've, I've had to step it up as a leader. Like I, now I'm, you know, I post 50 stories a day. I've been posting 50 stories a day for like last four months. Cause you know, and now, now I'm putting my wall posts. So I got to like 
step it out so I don't get fall fall behind. I, I want the agents to see them be shine, but I also have to like step up and like lead, right? I can't work at a company where like that guy's doing less than I am and they work here. I love that, Kenny. It's so true. Lead by example. What's that one meme? It's like the guy behind the desk is just pointing at the guys that are pulling instead <laughs> of the leaders actually in the front pulling with everybody. Yeah. And it's I, just watched, so I just read, uh, sorry, I just listened to, okay, I was in New York um, last week. I came back and I listened to my first book of the year, Change or Die. A lot of that book okay. was just being around, literally just they're talking about like felons that came out or um, people working at companies or AA or whatever. You just got to be around people who also think the same or are doing the same for like inspiration. So that, that book was really, really cool to listen to. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And we, we understand here at Liftoff, it's a ever giving change and flow. And now you have mega teams like yourself and there's a lot of other ones out there that are offering in-house services and web development, all the things. And so, yeah, teams, yeah that's the thing, the thing you talked about earlier. Like what can a team offer that like a small team can? So like teams are getting bigger and bigger. Like we're having chats with, I mean, we, I chatted with three different 30 million producers in the last week and a half, which is really crazy considering so this year, I looked at our numbers. We lost $200 million of production, like that potential production. Uh, yeah. But the people who left that did $200 million this year, they probably did $100 million while they were here. But then that was like, I don't know, 30 people. But now like three people could replace those people. So yeah. like it, we're, we're kind of like this thing called like a team rich model where you're like, you're not as tight as a team. So teams, you have really low splits, 50-50 because of Rainmaker, right? Like, I'm not Rainmaking for 300 people. That's, that's not literally not possible. Mm -hmm. um, but then your brokerage where you're paying a lot, uh, but you're not getting a lot. So we're, we're actually on par with the brokerage in terms of splits, but we offer so much more. We had like, we had like South 30 something. So a lot of these people, if you're, if you're making like, just, just say you're making 300 grand GCI, that's quite a bit. That's probably puts you in like on the top 5%. Well, mm. then if you have to hire your own virtual assistant, you probably don't have enough things for them to do. Then you have to hire your own marketing person. Then you hire your own video editor. Then you pay for postcards and office space and all that. Right. So what, we, what we've been able to do kind of like similar to what I mentioned, like we're telling our teams to think, Every time I go to a conference, okay, these, these top producers are doing this. Well, I want to do that too. I want to make that as a service for our agents. And that, mm. that's why we could have like all this uh, suite of services because then the cost per agent is much lower. Not everyone's going to tap in. So we, that's why like, we have everything that technically a top producer needs to succeed or any cool idea you've seen in the industry, we have it. We, we literally mastermind with 20 of our top agents a couple weeks ago. They couldn't really bring up anything we didn't have except more training. But the training they were saying, like how to get more listings and uh, legal stuff, but you know how to get more listings. You just got to be in the game longer and talk to more people, right? We can't really help yeah. you too much on that. So, like, we looked at it, like, there's really nothing we don't have because if, if we see something we don't have, we go, go seek it out. Wow. Well, I absolutely love that. that that's, that's super huge. And I highly recommend everyone go back and watch the original episode because it'll bring you up to speed where we're at today. And it's super cool to hear where you're headed, Kenny, because it sounds like, you know, the, the way that the market shifted isn't on brand for, for Team Fast because you want to move fast. So, yeah. so now you have to work <laughs> even harder and put out more content and do more calls and just make more efforts to, to do what you have to do. But it sounds like this is going to be a good shift for Team Fast, because now you're going to have the agents that are going to produce, that are going to work and put in the hours and put in the time to really be able to make it through these times. And I think anyone who's listening or, or viewing right now, you know, you got to be around like-minded individuals that are going to, doesn't matter, rain or shine, high or low, they're going to continue to keep moving forward. It's energy, and really too. A lot of these companies don't have the energy and people, I mean, it's again, it's been a really tough year for most people. Our, our, yeah. our sales activity is down for i think nationwide like we're bay areas hit got hit harder i think our sales activity is like down 40 50 percent so no one's really doing that that well and you know if you're in the same office and everyone has else it takes a lot i mean you gotta we're not faking it but we, it takes a lot to 
can keep up morale in this market. So like my Elias today had role, role, role play script practice on Zoom. Usually he has like 10 people. Today he said 26 people showed up. So like wow. you got to get people like out here. You got to, we set up an event. Um, we're throwing a big party next week. I mean, I, this event, this party cost me 120 grand. I would not do that right now, but we committed to it in July when the market was good. Uh, and this is a huge, like, what the hell? <laughs> but we're going to have a couple hundred people out. And then, like, we're giving away tickets to people, the first 10 people who booked three appointments. We just got to, like, you got to, like, do things to keep people busy and keep people, like, mentally there. Because, you know, people are, like, in slumps and it sucks. And we'll, when we, like, when we, we've lost a lot of agents that this year that went solo. And every time we lose an agent, we would look at, like, hey, would this agent be an avatar of someone we would attract or want to work with right now? Many of them yeah. just aren't. They're, they're not willing to show up. They're not willing to do video stuff. Um, they're just not the right energy we have and then people kind of fall out and we, we try our best to like retain them and push them. And that's what, like, that's why I'm really excited. And like all the articles you read from like Chet Black or La Machia, like it's the new agents are like where it's going to be at. They're, they're just so different. They don't know anything else. And they're living in this TikTok world. They're watching these TV shows. They just, they, they're willing to put in the work. They just, you know, they just, and, and they just, they just need to be in the right environment. So we're finding a lot of agents just don't, it's, it looks cool on TV, but when you join a whatever, I don't care if the company is red color, black color, green color, you go in your environment, there's not a lot of mm-hmm. what you see on TV or the energy. You're like, I need to find a new scene. So we're, we're picking a lot of like, we're for sure getting interviewed by new agents nonstop. But we're getting a lot of experienced agents looking at what we have because then they've already maybe maximized or plateaued what their company offers. And it's the same playbook. Every company has the same playbook. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's the market, the market share, the more you market now, the more market share you'll get. You know, you keep using John Teplak's KFR methodology, yeah. right? That's <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah. A couple of years ago, people were like, oh, recruiting your ESP. You guys suck, whatever. Oh, really? You guys suck re- recruiting. Yeah. But you know what? When you join side, you start a team and whatever. Okay, now now you have to recruit. Now, last year, your business got hit hard, especially if you're number one agent in many of the markets. By default, your business is down. Like, you don't even have a choice. You didn't even work outside your own market. So now, like, oh, shit, I get to recruiting. Well, We've been talking, we've been telling you this all the time. You try to have the best stigma to it. We call it attracting. We, we, we don't pay any marketing bonuses. We, we have like a partnership with student, real estate students stuff. Like that's only, it's not even 10 agents we brought on last year. And we have like, we work with these. Oh yeah. And here's the advice too. These indeed job ads places suck. Like we probably recruited like 15 agents from these job ad sites. I think 10 of them have left already because then they're usually looking at jobs, other jobs that can pay the bills. So the, the, your company is just a second afterthought. So terrible. But yeah, like we, we've done all ourselves, like 90, 95% of our agent attraction or more has been like through a, uh, just organic. We don't pay people come, they think it's a fun environment and bring them on. But yeah, recruiting, recruiting as you're a team leader, if you're a broker, that's literally the only way to like, you know, Scale. get your business. Because everyone, everyone sales yeah. down 40%, you better go get 40% more agents. Yeah, for sure. You have to just or go 100%. I mean, yeah. Go through the ones that you have and find find the golden ones that are actually going to go through the the storm because we're in a storm yeah. right now. And literally, Kenny, you're in a storm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. right. So yeah. as we as we close up today, we'd love to hear from you as far as what would you like to tell someone who's about to get their license or they have their license, want to make a move. You know, highly recommend, of course, Team Fast. Check them out. Links are down below. Uh, what would you want to go ahead and leave with? Yeah, uh, I'd say whatever yeah. company you're looking at, don't just look at the company. I don't care if it's a boutique, whatever, I don't, whatever market you're in. Like, go research, see if you can find a list of their roster, um, and then go down the list and see if you can find these people on the roster, these top producers, um, yeah. see what their online branding is. Because what we've heard and seen, and the reality is, like, if you work with a top producer, that's a top producer just because they've been in business for 20 years, 
it's going to be really hard for you to learn how to get new business unless they have a ton of open houses and great. But yeah, other than that, like if they, if they like, they just do well, they have a couple of years a year, it's going to be hard to learn. So I was, I was trying to say, instead of looking for the brokers, look for the agents that you want to be around. So it could be a, it could be a, like a very small note. I mean, I started a company with six people. They, they had a hundred people before the crash that year, I joined six people. So like see the other agents in the office, see who we can learn from. And then it doesn't matter if they're like, they just haven't done that many deals yet. You want to be around the right people who are on the right direction. Cause yeah. then you join a big company where it's sh the company is shiny, but you look at the agents, most of them don't do anything special. They just have been around for such a long time. You're going to have a hard time, like building the skill sets you need in this new environment. They're not, they're not door knocking. They're not doing script role plays. They're not, they just talk, they just talk to whoever you know, you can't do that as a new agent. No, wow. That's huge, man. The number, the, the thing I say, on, I have some direct mail that goes out and yeah, somebody was probably going to steal this, but I say the number one decision you're going to make as a new agent, who's your, who's your mentor? What type of training are you going to get? And how are, how is the person that you're going to align yourself with different than everyone else in the market? Yeah, we did something cool. Uh, we built out, we well, did like a nine email campaign, five is one out. Um, can you know, postcard, I like locally, we only, the only postcard I get is from Remax and it looks like it's, from the 80s it's like sometimes the prince bad on it <laughs> so, for so it's i don't know they just don't try or they just don't care um but like we did a really sick email campaign like it looks visually appealing there's video embedded on it hey let's learn about george george has seven deals his first uh first six months this is how look at this person they just got their first contract in a month so i mean it's very like tiktok gen z kind of stuff it's really colorful yeah. so we did email campaigns and we did postcards like look at them versus us it literally says us versus them and it shows like our environment our big group of people at our events and shows like then people in suits or whatever, you know, your generic stock photo stuff. So like we, we really try to like brand ourselves as different. And again, that, that's really great for us attracting these new agents. We're just having a hard time attracting very seasoned producers, but we are attracting yeah. people with experience. I want to like, that wants to like shift the way they do business. And this is a year oh. I think we're really going to have a lot more of that because everyone's stuck because no company is really going to help their agents do more business because they don't have anything new to offer. Like, no. mm-hmm. I so love like that. content, right? I mean, it's all right now. It's all content. I love that. It's uh to kind of bring it back full circle. I, I love a monopoly piece. It says if a circle doesn't inspire, you don't have a circle. You have a cage. So I love how yeah. it's like be around those individuals that are really going to inspire you. And uh, you inspire me, Kenny. That's why I've <laughs> been following you closely, man. And I, I appreciate your time today and being on the show, which is awesome. And I know we have some things in the works as well for yeah. West West Real Estate. And uh, and going and bringing it to the Bay Area, so stay tuned more for that. And uh, yeah, man. So thanks so much for your time. You're, you're amazing, bro. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you too, Dan. Thank you, Kenny. All right, guys. Dan, thanks so much for being on. And to all our viewers and listeners, appreciate your time today. We want to give you some things to apply to your business, have more massive success. And we will see you on the next one. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that notification bell.